WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning. We are glad you're with us here right off the top at 6 o'clock for our first look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic right now for you on News Radio WFLA Orlando on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Melissa Fox, in for Alan Spector. Our top stories this hour, a tragic scene in Bithlow. And President Trump says, good chance a longtime ally will be exonerated. More in one minute. Yeah, Melissa's referencing the Roger Stone sentencing, and that's where we start next, talking with you on Good Morning Orlando. 602 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. A U.S. Customs and Border Protection agent killed three family members, including two children, in his home near Bithlow before dying by suicide. Our preliminary investigation revealed uh, that uh, the adult male uh, shot his family members, the adult female and the two kids, and then shot himself. Orange County Sheriff John Mina explains how the investigation began. We were notified by Customs and Border Protection officers uh, when they hadn't heard uh, from uh, their employee. Uh, but in our own follow-up, uh, we found out that some of the family members had also uh, not been seen. Mina called the situation tragic in what normally is a quiet neighborhood loca- located off of Chuliota Road, North and East Colonial Drive. Our thoughts and prayers, our hearts go out to the family and friends of the deceased. Uh, just a, a, another tragedy in our community. And, um, you know, we wish this person would reach out uh, for help. The identities of those involved will be released today, bud. This is the second time we've seen this. Uh, uh, a man apparently murdering his entire family. They call it familicide. And um, we remember the celebration murders back in January. We will bring a noted local psychologist on the air live to try and make sense out of all of this. If it is possible to do so, be with us in the 8 o'clock hour for that. The news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump says there's a good chance his longtime ally, Roger Stone, will be exonerated. He was speaking in Las Vegas yesterday. Trump suggested that Stone was convicted by a bad and tainted jury. Stone was sentenced to 40 months in prison for seven felony counts involving obstruction, lying to Congress, and witness tampering. The case was tied to the investigation of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential race. We're going to hear the president's reaction to that. A bit of a surprise, frankly, here. What ultimately will happen with Roger Stone? We'll be talking about it right after the news. Two people were able to walk away after their twin-engine jet made a belly landing at the Daytona Beach International Airport yesterday afternoon. Emergency crews were waiting for the Cessna Citation Mustang when it touched down without its landing gear, creating a plume of sparks and flames. The runway had to be closed for several hours while the plane was moved and foam cleared from the scene. The NTSB is going to investigate. Heart-stopping to see that landing there with all of the sparks, and, and it made it look like the whole thing was about ready to go up in flames. Never did, and everybody's okay. That's correct. The governor is eager to sit down with members of the Seminole tribe. He wants to reach a deal on a new gambling compact. I hope we can get something done. I think it would be good if we can, but uh, but that is definitely on the agenda in the not-too-distant future. Ron DeSantis said there was an attempt to rush a casino deal during last year's legislative season when he was still new to the office. The tribe has accused the state of violating terms of the original compact. 
The contentious Democratic presidential debate Wednesday night was a hit with viewers. Tom Roberts has the numbers. A record audience tuned in to watch former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg debate five rivals for the first time. Nielsen Fast National Data claims nearly 20 million people watched the candidates debate in Las Vegas just days before the Nevada caucuses. That's the highest ever for a Democratic debate. The first 2016 Republican debate holds the record for biggest ever with 24 million tuned in. WFLA News Time is 6.06. Truckers declare Tampa's malfunction junction Florida's worst intersection. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good Friday morning, Orlando, and shiver me timbers. That bottom has fallen out of the thermometer here. We got used to the 80s and now... Boy, we're we're heading for only high fifties this afternoon. Is that what we're? Yeah, we're we're pretty much where we're going to be within a couple of degrees for the entire day, and then it'll rise up a little bit Saturday, and then Sunday we'll be back in the low. It's about 80s. time. Yeah. <laughs> Winners here. Enjoy the two days. There you go. Give us a chance to get rid of the last of the firewood for the season here. We're going to hunker down tonight. I guarantee you that. Welcome aboard. Good Friday morning to you, um, Bud Hedinger. Add in for Alan Spector, who's away for a couple of days. Melissa Fox handling the news again. Executive producer is Mike Yaffe. And Kelly is our screener. And he'll be taking your phone calls. By the way, you referenced the aftermath of that uh, contentious Democrat debate the other night. Watched by so many, which is a testimony to how many Democrats are just desperate to think, who who can we possibly Find that can beat Trump in the fall. I think that's what the high numbers were all about, Melissa. <laughs> so we have fashioned a one-word texting poll for you, and we'll get into all of this in detail in the 7 o'clock hour, everything related to the dilemma of the Democrats. Um, but here is the question, and you can respond to it right now, and we'll start totaling up the votes. Who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee? Text that person's last name to 23680 now. Who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee? Text that person's last name to 23680. The Roger Stone case and the sentencing and the future of the longtime Trump Republican operative and Trump advisor, Roger Stone. We'll talk about it next, and we invite you to join the conversation at 407-916-5400 or hit the toll-free if you prefer at 866-916-5400. And, of course, that text line is wide open for this as well. 23680, first name in town, welcome, standard message and data rate supply. That's correct. We're going to have a check of news, traffic, and weather together in just two minutes. It's 6.08 on Good Morning Orlando. Local headlines now. A search is underway to find a man Orange County deputies believe is dangerous. Terrence Givens is wanted for an incident involving a woman and a baby yesterday near Texas and Rio Grande Avenues. Deputies say the woman was holding her baby when she jumped out of a window at an apartment complex to avoid Givens, but neither was seriously hurt. She then apparently hid under a truck, and by the time deputies arrived at the scene, 39-year-old Givens was gone. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories right here all morning on Good Morning Orlando. 
now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the Art Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. So the judge says 40 months in prison for Roger Stone. Yaffe, let's go back to yesterday morning. I asked for everybody to predict what kind of jail time he would get. Um... Who came closest? To I, I think it was you, bud. Yeah, pretty pretty sure it was yep. you. I didn't come all that close, though. No, you, I said two you, years. Uh, this is three years and four months. Wait, what did you wait, have, Melissa? Wait, then I won. No, you did not win. You yeah. said five years. Right, no, wait. Yeah, that's right. And you said two? I said two years. Three and a half is closer to five than it is no, to two. No, it's not three and a half. It's a little less than that. Okay. I'm a little closer than you, but not by much. You want to duke it I out? I lost. That's how. That's you lost a lot. You were. Yeah. You had such great faith that they were just going to give him under a year. What'd you I say? didn't have that much. I said eight months. I didn't have that much faith. But. Now, the, the, the deal is this. Um, he's not. I mean, he walked out of there, okay? Um, and uh, he's not, he's, he's not going to start serving right now because the judge still has to decide whether or not he gets a, uh, a new trial. And I think he should get a new trial because the woman who was the jury foreperson on this, it has come to light, this chick out of Memphis um, is, is, is a longtime Trump hater and really has indicated on social media a huge bias not only against the president but against his longtime advisor, Roger Stone. I mean, that really taints the jury pool. I think the judge will order a new trial. I thought yesterday the president might just say, I don't care what happens, I'm pardoning Roger Stone right now, but I want you to listen because he didn't do that. Here is Trump saying he has no plans to immediately pardon Stone. I want to see it play out to its fullest because Roger has a very good chance of exoneration, in my opinion. Uh, So, Mr. President, what about a pardon for Roger Stone in the future? I'm... I'm going to watch the process. I'm going to watch it very closely. And at some point, I'll make a determination. So there you go. I mean, I I think ultimately they have another trial here that he will be found guilty. It's pretty. He was convicted on multiple crimes, lying to Congress and all of this. Of course, the president's case is, well, wait a minute. What about Comey? You know, what about McCabe and, and all of this? But the judge isn't going to look at it that way. You know, the judge is an Obama appointee. I was really shocked, frankly, that she reduced the recommended sentence from seven to nine years down to down to three years and four months. I really was. But I think she's going to say, you know, we're going to have a new trial. But I think he will be convicted and then he will then be sentenced um, to some level of jail time. Then I think the Trump pardon kicks in. You know, what's really interesting about her sentence it's very, very close to what Attorney General Bill Barr and the head of the Justice Department recommended. So there was all those cries about how Bill Barr was intervening, and the judge actually agreed with him. Well, it <laughs> for did the most come part. from an upper echelon. Now, you know what? I'd be surprised. Now, I know Trump's not going to lose the reelection, but if he did, I think that would guarantee Stone the pardon before he leaves office, along with the Manafort, Gates, and anyone else. And so who, when most presidential yeah. pardons occur is like uh, when the president's on the way out the door. Right. So I don't think, I, I don't know. I'm, Although I mean, the president has used the pardon far less. You know, the, the anti-Trump media machine and the Democrats are going nuts on this. I mean, he's only used the pardon like 26 times. Obama used it like 1,500 times. Clinton, six or 700 times for crying out loud. I mean, it isn't like, uh, it's like, it's like Trump is pardon happy. 
but that's not what the numbers show. Not at all. Yeah, although most presidents do most of the pardoning right before they leave office. Right. But, um, yeah. yeah, you're right. So here is the question. Um, how does 40 months for Roger Stone feel to you? Did the judge get it about right, too much, too little? And ultimately, do you think Trump will pardon Roger Stone? And do you think if he does, it's what should be done? Or should this guy spend some time in jail? I've never been a big Roger Stone fan. I'm a big Trump fan for the most part. You know I drive the Trump train here on the 50,000-watt front porch, and a lot of you are on it. But Roger Stone's always been a sleazy, marginal, swarmy character to me. I think ultimately he spends some time in jail, or he should. You know, and I'll not be a huge fan of the president pardoning him any more than I was a fan, frankly, of him pardoning Blago the other day when I just about had a stroke on the air. Okay, so there we go. What do you think? 407-916-5400 and the text line 23680. Melissa, why don't you pop out that one-word texting poll again for folks? Because this is what we get into in the 7 o'clock hour and the voting has begun. You've got it, and there's already a lot of votes in. Who is going to be the Democrats' presidential nominee? You can text that person's last name to our text line, which is 23680. Again, who is going to be the Democrats' presidential nominee? We'd like to hear from you. Text us, 23680, bud. All right. Right now, an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Central Florida headline for you right now. A truck driver may be cited for a crash that killed a motorcyclist in Polk County. It happened yesterday afternoon in Davenport at Highway 1792 in Sunny Acres Road. Deputies say the collision happened after the truck driver turned into the path of the motorcyclist. The motorcyclist was not wearing a helmet and was thrown off the bike. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. These are very interesting names in the voting on our one-word texting poll. Who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee? <laughs> I know some of you are having a little fun with us here. Trotsky and Romney have just shown up. (laughs) Come on, get serious here, although thanks thanks for the entertainment value. Text that person's last name to 23680, and don't ask me how to spell Trotsky. You have to handle that on your own. No, but we're looking for your, your honest answer here. Who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee? Text that person's name, last name, to 23680. On the sentencing of Roger Stone and his future and the likelihood of a new trial. Eric, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning from Claremont, Eric. Good morning, my friend. Yeah, there was four jurors. Three of them were that were uh, texting, I guess, on Facebook and other things that were anti-Trumpers. But the one that got me, the FBI agent who arrested Roger Stone, his wife was on the jury. Yeah, that's right. I'm glad you pointed that out. It's not just that that biased uh, jury foreperson. Unbelievable. No, there has to be another trial here. There has to be another trial here. You know, I mean, even though the judge um, is, is an Obama appointee, 
uh, Judge Amy Berman Jackson. She did reduce the sentence yesterday, so she's a reasonable person. There has to be a new trial, doesn't there, Eric? Yeah, it makes the, uh, the justice system look crooked, that if they want you, no matter what, they'll find a way to get you. There you go. Appreciate Who in it. the world was in charge of this jury selection process? Uh, the Democrats. Well, th th this I is... Mean, this, this, Eric, thank you. Um, you know, it's outrageous. I mean, there has to be a new trial here. <laughs> and I think Trump knows it. I think Trump knows it, that there will be. Yeah. This is all this whole thing play out. He thinks that Roger Stone ought to be exonerated the whole way along the way. You know, I don't think so, but I think he'll pardon him if it comes to it. At the end of the road here... He's not going to let I, – I believe Roger Stone, in all likelihood, will never spend a day behind bars. You know, even uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano on Fox News, who is not a Trump defender these days. Boy, I guess not. Even he yeah. said that Roger Stone should be pardoned to fix this whole mess. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, I think there's going to be a retrial. And it is a mess. And you wonder why, you wonder why Trump has his antenna up and why he's just, you know, paranoid about who's out to get him out there. Because they're all over the place, and they find their way into the decision-making process. Whether it's in the intel community, whether it is in the Department of Justice, whether or not it is in a jury pool, for God's sake. You know, they are everywhere. But guess what? Trump is still standing. He is stronger than ever. His approval numbers are as high or higher than they have ever been. And he was crowing about that last night in his latest rally um, out west. And he's going to have another one tonight. So there you go. And the Democrats are going crazy trying to find somebody to run against him. Yaffe, for folks who were just joining us, I want to chum the waters for what we'll be discussing in detail in the 7 o'clock hour, uh, where the Democrats are headed from here. Pose the one-word texting poll because the polls are open. Yes, the polls are open. People are voting. And here is what you're voting on. Who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee? Text the person's last name to 23680. Who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee? Text that person's last name to 23680. Right now, by the way, uh, Bernie Sanders seems to be in the lead. Ah, interesting. I know you'll keep tabs on the voting there, and it'll be uh, the polls open until 9 o'clock this morning. So that's kind of a common thread throughout all of our three hours. When we get into the uh, situation with the Democrats, you'll hear Michael Bloomberg reacting to the pummeling he took in the debate and declaring that the big winner in the Democrats' debate was exactly the winner I declared yesterday. How about that? Hard to find much common ground between the Budman and, and Minnie Mike Bloomberg. Uh, but Elizabeth Warren also came out with a bombshell during a CNN town hall last night. And Joe Biden also came out with a very interesting piece of news and another very disturbing gaffe in a town hall on CNN. I am all over all of this at seven o'clock right now with alan away enjoying his family up north for a couple of days melissa has moved from the screeners chair to the news chair and she's right alongside the bud man here to get you all up to date at the bottom of our number one just call me flexible a gruesome <laughs> discovery in biflo my friends and also trump talk stone we'll have those stories and more it's six twenty-eight on news radio wfla orlando You'll recall that barely more than a month ago, we had a man, apparently, 
He's charged with this, murdering his entire family. It appears we have, believe it or not, another situation with much in common with that nightmare. And Melissa has our lead story now. That's correct, bud. Four people, including two children, are dead after what the Orange County Sheriff is calling a tragic situation. The bodies were found yesterday at a home in Bithlow on Corner Glen Drive after an apparent murder-suicide. Deputies say a man shot his two sons, one high school age, one middle school age, and his wife, before turning the gun on himself. Sheriff John Mina says the shooter was a Customs and Border Protection officer who worked at Orlando International Airport. The identities of those involved will be released later today. We'll have a psychologist on the air in the 8 o'clock hour who has studied uh, what they call familicide, you know, when a person murders their entire family, and will try to help us understand it. 10 after 8 this morning, hope you can be with us. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump says his longtime ally, Roger Stone, has a very good chance at exoneration. I'd love to see Roger exonerated, and I'd love to see it happen, because I personally think he was treated very unfairly. Speaking in Las Vegas, Trump suggested that Stone was convicted by a bad and tainted jury. Stone was sentenced to 40 months in prison after being convicted of seven felony counts, including obstruction, lying to Congress, and witness tampering. The case was linked to the investigation of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. Trump called it unbelievable and insisted that Stone played no role in his campaign. Governor Ron DeSantis says he supports legislation that would move the Coalition Against Domestic Violence under the umbrella of DCF. When you're talking about millions of dollars lining people's pockets, you know, that's money that could go to help people um, who have been victims. And, um, you know, if you're in this line of business and that, I mean, you should be there for the victims, not for yourself. The agency's been under fire since news broke that its former CEO, Tiffany Carr, was paid more than $7 million over a three-year period. DeSantis ordered his inspector general to review the coalition's spending practices. Dozens of House Democrats are asking major banks not to fund oil drilling in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. The Hill reports the letter signed by 33 lawmakers came after Goldman Sachs announced it would not finance any new drilling or exploration in the Arctic. It was sent to J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, Citigroup's Bank of America, and Morgan Stanley. Senate Democrats also sent a similar letter last month. WFLA News Time is 6.35. Now, if you miss anything on Good Morning Orlando, we have a podcast that goes up pretty much right after the show. You can find that on iHeartRadio's app. Our first hour continues now, but with Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report. Gina, it's getting cold here, but, you know, we don't really understand what cold's all about. What's it like up in your neck of the woods? It's gotten colder, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's 21 degrees. Woo! Okay, well, it won't feel so bad about 58 or 60 or whatever we're looking yeah, at here. Uh, okay, no whining. <laughs> you don't want to hear Absolutely. it from Florida, right? Okay. <laughs> That's hey, right. Gina, good Friday morning to you. What can you tell us about stock prices? Apparently they're being impacted, at least the futures, by uh, the situation with the coronavirus. Yeah, that's right. We're seeing the futures under pressure again this morning, but looks like we're going to move lower at the open on renewed worries about the impact of the virus as cases increase outside of China, which also again adjusted the number of cases for the fir a third time this month. And that's raising more questions about the reliability of the data coming out of China. So yesterday, we also had the coronavirus weighing on stocks on Wall Street. Broader market down about four tenths percent, the Dow sliding 128 points. And 
And the Bloomberg Orlando index was actually positive on the session, but we did see some pressure on SeaWorld shares, which uh, fell on a ripple effect from Six Flags, which reported a rough quarter and kind of spreading out to other theme parks as well. Investors wondering if uh, this is an indication of uh, a slowdown at parks in general. So that's where we stand with stocks this morning. Appreciate that. Let's talk about the big bank, Wells Fargo. You know, been guilty of all kinds of customer abuses, and apparently it's about to catch up with them. What do you have on Wells Fargo this morning, Gina? Yeah, those consumer abuses are well documented. We've talked about them here, including opening possibly millions of fake accounts to meet sales goals. And now it looks like Wells Fargo is ready to pay about $3 billion to settle federal investigations into those scandals. Someone familiar with what's happening behind the scenes says we could hear about those penalties as early as today. A lot of folks, and I would include myself among them, my wife and I really enjoy cruising, and there are so many opportunities to do that out of the ports here in Florida, and more are on the way, right, Gina? That's right. Richard Branson's Virgin brand is setting sail with an adults-only cruise ship arm that launches in April, just as the... uh cruise industry suffers from the setback from the coronavirus outbreak but this ship is called the scarlet lady and it was unveiled in england today it's the first of four new vessels that will form the virgin voyages luxury fleet based in miami scarlet lady was built in italy it'll have routes that include stops in mexico the dominican republic key west and the Bahamas. The Scarlet Lady, what a curious name for a cruise ship, <laughs> no. don't you think? Well, it's an adults only cruise line, oh. but so there you go. All right. Hey, you make another... of it what you will. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'll have to look into that further. Um, not that I'm going to be involved in that, but at any rate, another new streaming service on the way, and Gina has details for us. That's right. Before the year is out, Viacom, CBS, those two companies back together, plan to launch a new streaming service that combines the CBS All Access service that's out there already with Paramount movies and shows from Viacom channels, such as MTV and BET. So more choice when it comes to streaming, and there are a lot of them these days. All right, and when it comes to marketing, we know that uh, Disney, the mouse right down the street, never misses an opportunity. Um, Let's talk about uh, a real opportunity for fans of Disney's new hit show, The Mandalorian. Yeah, well, here comes Baby Yoda toys, bud. Finally, at long last, Disney has taken the wraps off dozens of new products tied to its hit show, The Mandalorian, and its breakout character dubbed Baby Yoda. Uh, The Star Wars-themed TV show launched with the new Disney Plus streaming service in November, but the creator of the show, John Favreau, had requested that Disney hold off on making Baby Yoda toys until the series actually aired to maintain the surprise of the appearance of Baby Yoda. So these new products include $13 plush dolls based on the character, which is officially, by the way, known as the child, and a $60 animatronic version that moves and makes sounds. And there's a big toy show in New York City this weekend, and Baby Yoda is expected to draw a lot of attention. Gina, I have to tell you, as as you depart, I don't know if you're aware, we have a one-word texting poll going right now asking our listeners who they think ultimately the Democrats will nominate to run against Trump. We actually have a baby Yoda vote. (laughs) Well, there you go. I said it was popular. Yeah, we're getting into weekend mode here. Everybody's (laughs) having a good time. Gina, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Have a nice weekend. Catch you next week.
You too, bud. All right. And what about that one-word texting poll, Yaffe? Yes. Uh, you already said the question, but I'll repeat it for well, everyone. Well, I didn't say it exactly word for word. I left you something. <laughs> Who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee? Text that person's last name to 23680. Who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee? Text that person's last name to 23680. There you go. Big news out of the Florida legislature as they grind toward the end of the session. One on abortion and parental consent, and another, you're going to have an opportunity to vote on this, and uh, we need to talk about it, as to whether or not one vote will be sufficient to make an amendment on the ballot law. Um, If this thing passes, I'll explain it in a moment, it'll take two votes. Do we really need to go there? It's up next. We'll talk uh, Florida legislature right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic again on this Friday morning, and that happens in two minutes. Great to have you with us here, and good morning, Orlando on News Radio WFLA, Orlando. Headlining concerns that Russia may be already making moves to interfere in the 2020 U.S. presidential election. The New York Times reporting Thursday that the Intel community's top election security official warned lawmakers about the matter in a briefing last week. In a separate meeting also last week, it is reported that President Trump took issue with outgoing acting director of national intelligence Joseph McGuire for allowing that information about Russian meddling efforts to be included in the briefing, fearing that the Democrats would wind up using it against him. It was announced this week that McGuire, as you may know, would be replaced by the U.S. ambassador to Germany, a man some have criticized for his lack of intelligence experience, but he is a Trump loyalist with whom the president is apparently much more comfortable. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. That story we just headlined here, the anti-Trump media machine is already running hard with, and the Democrats undoubtedly will as well, and we will continue to follow it. Now, the state legislature here, and we knew this was coming, and it's a great thing. I think we are uh, uh, have been in desperate need of changing the law here vis-a-vis teenage abortions from uh, parental notification being the only requirement. Hey, mom and dad, I'm pregnant. I'm having an abortion. Thought you'd like to know. And then you go to the doctor, you get it done. To now, the legislation that has passed both houses, the Senate and now the House yesterday, and is headed for Governor DeSantis, and he will sign this in a heartbeat. It will be, uh, we will become a parental consent state here. Uh, If you're a teenage girl and you are pregnant, um, you're not going to get the abortion unless mom and dad sign off on it. And I think it's absolutely what we need. Largely, it was along party lines and the Republicans control both houses of the legislature. Uh, This was driven by the sponsor, a Republican representative, Aaron Grohl, out of Vero Beach, Um, who said the bill was about placing more authority in parents and strengthening the family. She has criticized opponents of the bill who say that it would hurt girls in dysfunctional families who wouldn't feel comfortable or safe trying to get their parents' consent. And the critics of the bill, Democrats, largely say, yeah, and this will chase those girls out into uh, back alleys to get abortions in a very dangerous and maybe deadly um, procedure. Uh, of course, they're also concerned that anything along these lines is a foot in the door, you know, toward overturning Roe v. Wade. I mean, they're just completely paranoid about this. But for crying out loud, you know, Melissa, we don't let 
teenagers here make major decisions, and there's nothing bigger than a life-and-death decision for the life that resides inside a teenage girl. Agreed, although some of the arguments that you threw out there, including the one where uh, having a baby for a little uh, young lady is is just as dangerous and life-threatening. But this needs to be, it needs to be in place. The parents need to be aware, not just, you know, <laughs> what the way they've had it set up. But I'm just afraid that if they don't change it, it's just going to be like it is in a lot of other places where it's just another form of birth control, and that's not good. Well, um, it's parental consent, Yaffe, and it is something we have back from this microphone for a long time, you and I. Well, you've talked about it before. We're talking about a human life, taking a life, and at the very least, the girl's parents should be involved in that. Absolutely right. We've also talked about um, the fact that there needs to be an avenue toward putting amendments on the uh, on the ballot in the state of Florida um, that the legislature, for whatever reason, doesn't want to deal with, that there's a lot of uh, public sentiment for, you know, the, the citizen petitions and all of this. But we also feel like, you know, it should become rare rather than super common that all of a sudden we have an amendment that gets approved and is put into law here, and our elected representatives and our representative republic had nothing at all to do with it and didn't sign off on it at all. This is something we need to have an avenue to, but we need to make it harder than it's been. I like to see, you know, maybe the threshold raised from 60% on the approval of an amendment or whatever. Um, uh, I like the idea that they have come up with and they've been looking at, which would mean that um, if you're going to get these petitions signed, that you'd have to go to all 27 congressional districts, not just focus in the large liberal cities to get those signatures. I like that. That would raise the threshold. But now you're going to be able to vote on a measure in the fall on the ballot that would require that an amendment pass at 60% plus, not only once, but twice. Do we really want to have two votes in two different elections to get one amendment, either thumbs up or thumbs down? I don't like what I see here. We're going to have an opportunity to vote on it, and I'll ask you, how would you vote on that measure? More coming up here in a moment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. Good morning, Orlando. Headline in the story we're talking about with you right now on Good Morning Orlando. This fall, Florida voters will decide if it's going to be more difficult to change the state constitution when it comes to these proposed amendments. The state Supreme Court has approved a ballot initiative that will require future constitutional amendments to be approved by voters not once but twice in order to take effect. The measure will appear on the November ballot. It needs 60 percent to pass. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. Seems a little kooky to me. You're going to get to vote on this. And if this passes, um, any future ballot initiatives, these proposed amendments where people get enough signatures, um, would have to be approved by voters in two consecutive general elections. Um, so, I mean, you, you, you vote in an amendment at 60% plus, you got to wait a solid year, maybe, maybe two, from a presidential election to a midterm election. Really? I think there are better ways to raise the threshold so we don't get so many of these amendments decorating the Constitution like a Christmas tree ornament, you know? Could you imagine if we did that for candidates? 
where like, oh, we voted for governor. You know what? We need to do this one more time. We need to make sure you're real sure about it. I mean, yeah, can you even weird. imagine it? And take, take, the, take the gubernatorial election here. I hate that word. Why did I just say it? The governor's election here. DeSantis is elected in 2018, but he really doesn't get to become governor until we do it all again in 2020. This is nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's What do you think? Crazy. I think, though, when you think about Amendment 4 and we've gotten it voted in by the people and still not into play and being voted and voted Restoring and voted felons on. Restoring rights. Exactly. That this is just another conundrum and another thing Ooh, you conundrum. can't. Yeah, conundrum. Big word today. Um, but I just don't know why they would even do that, but... They just don't want us to make amendments. It's- I think that needs to go down. They, you know, So you can say, no, I don't want that. We're going to decide thumbs up, thumbs down an amendment one time during one election cycle. That's it. I hope people take a look at this and say, this is a real turkey. This is going down. But it's going to be on the ballot. It will be, by the way, Melissa, the new Amendment 4. Ah, okay. I was okay. wondering, because I was just looking at the ballot initiatives here. Yeah. And there's a couple of others that are going to be on the ballot, too, but I don't want to get too far into the weeds on that right now. Kelly, what do you think about that? Does that make any sense to you? Not at all. No, I agree with all of you. Like, if you should be able to vote on it once, and that's it. I don't understand. Apparently, they just don't want to make amends. Huh? And it's just crazy. Well, they don't. They don't. But what a crazy way to do it. I mean, you know, elections are so far apart. I mean, come on. I mean, this is just crazy. But they just don't want you getting amendments done. Well, there's other ways to do it. If you want to make 60% the threshold and jack it up to 67% supermajority, that might work. If you want to say, and I really like this, and they were looking at it, but it's not going to be on the ballot for your consideration, uh, apparently. Uh, and, And that would be this. If you're going to go get signatures everywhere, you just don't go to these liberal cities with huge populations of left wing wackos and and, and get enough signatures because they're easy to get. You've got to go all over the state and you've got to get a certain percentage uh, of the of the voting population in every one of the 27 congressional districts. That will make it tougher. Yeah, that's a much better plan. We talked about that earlier this week. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I agree with you completely on that. Yeah, and we have what, a couple of texts on the uh, the the con- parental consent for teenagers. What do you courses. see there, Melissa? Well, I see someone that says, "I'm afraid that signing this bill, DeSantis is getting caught in a trap." In essence, condoning abortion by his signature. No, that, he's not. That's what they're saying. I'm just saying this is a uh, weird I, text. I, I, I don't think it, I don't think that person was really listening, but I appreciate what you said here. What else do you see? Well, I just wanted to comment on that again myself, too. Um, a lot quick. of people are looking at it from one angle. I think the real concern is that some teenagers will make a really bad decision to avoid telling their parents at this point. Running away, taking their own life, botched abortions, it really concerns me. Let's go to Tony in Orlando on this double voting amendment uh, that we're going to be able to vote on. What about it, Tony? How will you vote? Well, but I think it's stupid, and it's getting stupider every day. <laughs> I've never heard something so stupid in my life. There's a lot of stupid you know, going on I, out there. I never, rem- I never remember people voting on, you know, they just they just voted, I don't know, uh, six months ago to end all dog racing in Florida. So now all these dog tracks are closing up, and the people made that decision, which was a bill put into a bill, put into a bill. I mean, what's going on here? It's crazy. It's crazy. How about the top text on the on this Yaffe? Read that right off the top of the uh, of the board here. Um, Requiring which, two votes is good. Yeah, yeah it makes it twice as expensive to brainwash people into voting for bad amendments and prevents knee jerk voting. Uh huh. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, uh, in a moment, our one word texting poll and the latest voting. 
WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Friday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. Welcome aboard for our latest look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic. On News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540, I'm Bud Hedinger. I'm Melissa Fox, in for Alan Spector. Our top stories this hour, a Central Florida family is dead in an apparent murder-suicide, and Trump rails the Democrats. More in one minute. The Democrats debate aftermath. Oh, we got a lot to talk about, and it all starts shortly on Good Morning Orlando. 703 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Four people, including two children, are dead after what the Orange County Sheriff calls a tragic situation. The bodies were found yesterday at a home in Bithlow on Corner Glen Drive. It was an apparent murder suicide. Inside, we found four deceased people, all had been shot. Sheriff John Mina says the shooter was a Customs and Border Protection officer who worked at Orlando International Airport. The identities of those involved will be released later today. Second time we have seen the ultimate family nightmare in a bit more than a month here. We'll have a noted local psychiatrist or psychologist on the air at 8 o'clock to try and analyze all of this and help us understand, um, really, just the inexplicable. The news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Officers are on the streets looking for a man suspected of attacking a woman inside the Millennium Apartments on Texas Avenue yesterday afternoon. We have specialized units looking for Mr. Gibbons right now. Obviously, we want him to, to we ask him to turn himself into authorities. Um, and if anybody has information on his whereabouts, please contact us immediately. A sheriff's spokeswoman, rather, spokesman says a woman was so scared she jumped out of a second floor window with her baby in her arms to escape. She was taken to the hospital. The baby was unhurt. Terrence Givens, a criminal with a violent history, is now being sought. Anyone with information should call the police immediately. Got to find this guy and fast. A meeting could happen soon between Governor Ron DeSantis and the Seminole Tribe of Florida, so both sides can agree on a new gaming compact. DeSantis says the deal was nearly approved last year, but he'd just taken office. I've had a chance to really understand uh, you know, what the state should benefit from it. Obviously, the tribe makes a killing here in the state of Florida. The Seminoles have accused the state of violating terms of previous gaming deals by allowing banked card games like blackjack and other venues across the state. President Trump is keeping up his attack on Democrats at a rally in Colorado yesterday. The president said he was a victim of hoaxes and witch hunts designed to overturn the 2016 election. He said Democrats' efforts have failed, however, and that many registered Democrats are joining the Republican Party. He blasted sanctuary policies, and he said the state should be a sanctuary for law-abiding Americans. A winter storm is dumping snow on millions of people in North Carolina and Virginia. More than 12 million Southerners are under winter weather alerts, including people in Charlotte and Raleigh, North Carolina's biggest cities. Snow started falling last night in Raleigh and Greenville in Richmond, Virginia, and even mountainous areas of northern Georgia. So we won't feel too bad about, what, 58 degrees here after 85 or something yesterday, right? Yeah, quit your crying. Could be worse. WFLA News Time is 7.07. Police uncover illegal cigarette factories hidden underneath a horse stable. 
That story's on our website at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on the Gram and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Good Friday morning. Hope you have a great weekend planned right now. Cool though it may be, particularly at the start. The Bud Man here, along with the Fox, in for Allen, bringing you the news. Yaffe is our executive producer. Kelly's taking your calls. And we're going to dive into the the aftershock still racking the Democrats in the wake of that contentious debate the other night. Um, we got all kinds of fresh material for you on the 50,000-watt front porch, and we will trot it out for your consideration in a moment. But speaking of the Democrats and their effort to find somebody to go up against Trump, we have our one-word texting poll going. Who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee? You can vote now by texting that person's last name to 23680. Who do you think will be the Democrats' presidential nominee, ultimately? Text that person's last name to 23680. How's the voting going, Yaffe? Well, it looks like the socialist is in the lead. Bernie Sanders... Uh, right now has 14 votes. Michelle Obama and Mike Bloomberg are tied with four votes. Actually, Hillary has four votes as well. Three-way tie there. Uh, and Pete Buttigieg has one vote. All right, you can vote. Um, but there's two votes for Baby Yoda also. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, how could I forget? How'd you that? miss that? I don't know. Trotsky's got a vote. <laughs> Sasha Frisky. <laughs> Maybe that's actually a Sanders vote. You know, old <laughs> yeah, Soviet much, thing or yeah. something like that. <laughs> Anyway, the dilemma of the Democrats. Oh, my, this is amazing what's going on here. Um, Wait till you hear what Bloomberg had to say yesterday and what he was up to with his latest commercial. Um, But there's more than that, and it's all ahead. So how about we get cranking, because time's a-wasting, Melissa. Sounds like a good plan. We're going to have a check of traffic and weather and news in less than two minutes. Stay right with us. It's 7.09 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining what was our hot topic right off the top in our 6 o'clock hour this morning. President Trump believes his longtime associate, Roger Stone, will eventually be exonerated. Speaking in Las Vegas, the president suggested that Stone was convicted by a bad and tainted jury. Indeed, we believe that to be the truth. Stone was sentenced to 40 months in prison yesterday after being convicted of seven felony counts involving obstruction, lying to Congress, and witness tampering. The case was linked to the investigation of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. The president, calling it unbelievable, insisted that Stone played no role in his campaign. Um, uh, Stone is free for the time being, uh, and the judge will decide, and this may take a few weeks, whether or not He warrants a new trial, which we believe he does. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. So what did I tell you yesterday on our show, the morning after that contentious, explosive Democrat debate? and Michael Bloomberg's first entry into the debating arena. I told you that it was such a mess for the Democrats that the biggest winner was Trump. Hey, Yaffe, do you think Bloomberg listens to Good Morning Orlando? Roll this tape. Look, the real winner in the debate last night was Donald Trump. 
because I worry that we may very well be on the way to nominating somebody who cannot win in November. And if we choose a candidate who appeals to a small base like Senator Sanders, it will be a fatal error. Bloomberg's absolutely right, and the, and the Democrats are in chaos here. And the fact they had a lot of infighting, Trump is the beneficiary of all of that. And Sanders has got the lead, and he's way ahead in Nevada with the caucuses on Saturday. Um, I don't. I think he came out of that thing unscathed. Um, interesting. Bloomberg afterwards, as people put together a commercial, there was a point during the debate, and I'm not going to get. It doesn't play well on the radio, but get the word picture here where he said, I believe I'm the only one on this stage who ever started a business. Okay, nobody responded because yeah. nobody else has. Exactly. Took less than a second. The spot, he asked the question, and then they go to 20 seconds of dead air and shots of all the candidates one at a time for several seconds that they caught, I guess, during a commercial break, looking like, uh, hmm, uh, gee, I didn't start a business. And it's just totally deceiving. It's absolutely outrageous what they did in that commercial to try to make Bloomberg look good and rehabilitated uh, him after that. It doesn't that really nightmare. work. The Democrats don't care if you ran a business or not. They no. love government. Types. But it's a totally deceptive spot. Oh, it, totally. Did you know the guy's out there buying uh, people to support him? Twenty uh, $2,500 he's paying people a month to support him on social media and talk nice about him? That Bloomberg. No, that I didn't know. Well, Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, that's so legit. Yeah, I, I knew. I knew he was paying up to seventy thousand dollars for people to run, you know, local campaigns for him, which is unheard of. Putting him up in fully furnished apartments. I mean, we've never seen this before. But when you've got endless um, finances, he's got a sixty billion dollar personal fortune. He's approaching having spent half a billion dollars already. You know, and he'll he'll stay in the race. I mean, there, there, there's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want you to hear something. Conservative Republican Congressman Matt Gates, big Trumper. OK, um, he showed up on The View with Whoopi and Joy Behar and the other liberals here. And he just started talking and they're all sitting there like they're they're almost like hung over from the debate. They're so depressed they can't even fight back as Matt Gates rips them apart. Go. I was just wondering if you were wearing black as a consequence of, like, the death of the political left in the debate last night. It was quite something to observe. Uh, you know, don't count the, the dead yet, the bodies. Let's give it a little time before we count. Well, Joe Biden, at least. I mean, I was hoping that maybe Whoopi's bell could wake up the Biden campaign if you hit it. I thought he was actually, he helped, helped, didn't do any harm to himself last night. What state's he going to win? I mean, this is a man who's, the fundamental premise of the Biden campaign is that he's electable and he can't seem to win elections. So now you have so Socialist Bernie Sanders against billionaire Michael Bloomberg. Yeah. Well, the Republicans love a billionaire. They love money. So what are you talking about? Well, Michael Bloomberg used to be a Republican. It's yep. fascinating no, it that right Democrat now first. the Democratic Party is likely not going to nominate a Democrat. They're either going to nominate a socialist or someone who some time ago was a Republican. Well, let's, let's talk about... None of them. I don't think any of them are going to beat the president. Matt Gates, our Florida conservative Republican representative and pro-Trumper on The View. If it was a fight, they would have stopped it. I mean, it was brutal, just brutal. So we ask you this on our one-word texting poll, Melissa. Who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee? You can text that person's last name to pound 23680, 23680. Again, the question, 
who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee. Text the person's last name, 23680. We're tallying up the votes as we speak. You want to talk about the dilemma for the Democrats and the disarray they are in? Join us at 407-916-5400. Textures welcome there. Long form, whatever you have to say, 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. And we love to be able to share your first name and town. Do you know what happened when Warren and Biden showed up on CNN town halls last night? I do. I'll tell you what we've got in just a moment. So stay tuned on that. Speaking of the disarray of the desperate Democrats, and we are, um, you remember when I told you that former National Security Advisor for Trump, John Bolton, may have his issues with the president. They parted on bad terms, but that he would never throw the president under the bus because he hates the Democrats. He hates them. He hates the left. Well, he said in Vanderbilt in a speech this week that his testimony from what's in his new book would never have made any difference at all in the outcome of of the impeachment effort. And uh, the Democrats have been saying, if we could only get Bolton right now, we could take down the president. He says, I'm sorry, wouldn't have happened. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Elizabeth Warren, a.k.a. Focahontas, is still on the warpath after she scalped and tomahawked Michael Bloomberg in the debate. I'm sorry, <laughs> Melissa, there's no other way to say it. Last night, she's on a CNN town hall. They're having all the Democrat candidates on, you know, their network, CNN, uh, you know, with MSNBC as a nice backup. And she said she used to teach contract law. And on these um, these non-disclosure agreements from all these women who um, uh, that Michael Bloomberg has apparently hushed up, there apparently are 17 at least of them over the years for sexual harassment and got him not to talk, um, she says... I have uh, I have drafted a contract here, and she trotted it out and, and explained the whole thing. And uh, and she says, I'm going to text it to Michael Bloomberg, and all he has to do is sign it right now, and these women are free to tell their side of the story so everybody will know. So, <laughs> incredible. You know, it's still amazing to me that all of these candidates are going after Bloomberg so hard when the front runner is Bernie Sanders. Sanders is the one she should be going after, and they're going after Bloomberg. Good point. Joe Biden on a town hall last night as well had another gaffe. By the way, he did say, you know what, if he was in mental decline and he was elected president, he would not run for a second term. I mean, he's already in mental decline. He shouldn't be running for this term. Exactly. Yeah, he, he said the reason we lost, the Democrats lost to Congress in 2016 was because of Obamacare. Remember? Oh, by the way, that was 2010, Joe. Close enough. Uh, the Democrats, the disarray, uh, and and my take on it. We have a call. Yeah, Jim's checking in from Orlando. So you don't think it's that big a deal, all this fighting that went on? Hey, guys. Good morning. Hi, Jim. Um, you know, it's I blame, for, for, for one, I feel like there's too many people left in the Democratic stage for the debate. I mean, it's it. The other night was just a. Mess. It's only six. You remember when it was a dozen? I mean, it, it was more manageable, don't you think? This time around, or still too many? Maybe, but but you know, it's uh, Mayor Pete, Amy, and uh, they need to get out. They don't have money for Super Tuesday, and neither does Elizabeth Warren. Boy, I'm, hey, hang on a second, Jim. I'm glad you raised that. The mm. Federal Elections Commission um, filings have been reported here, and Warren, Buttigieg, and Biden are hemorrhaging money, spending much more than they are taking in. So. And Klobuchar, right. too, to your point. I agree. They don't have money to cover Super Tuesday. 
And where are the Democratic leadership? Where is how come you don't have Obama or Hillary or Nancy Pelosi? How come none of these people are they've got to pick a side. There is no leadership on that side. No, none of the you know, the you know, Obama's still pretty, pretty popular. I think it's hilarious that he doesn't, you know, he hasn't endorsed Biden. It must be killing Biden. It must be killing Joe because they were supposedly so tight for eight years when he was VP. But I think I think I think Obama knows he's not going to tie himself to Biden's future because Biden's never drawn flies running for president. And he knows he's lost his fastball. And on the other side, you know, I've never seen the the uh, Republican Party so united. You know, I, I used to be a Democrat and and when I hear people say, how can you be a Christian and, and be a Trump supporter? Hmm. I feel like you can't, and this is going to offend somebody I know, but I can't be a Christian and support anything that the Democratic candidates right now support. And I'm sorry, that's just the way I feel. But anyway, have a good day. Well, you've taken the cure. Okay, yeah. come over from the dark side. All right, good deal. Hey, um, tell you what, we have a one-word texting poll. Voting still open. Who do you think will be the Democrats' presidential nominee when it all shakes out? Text that person's last name now to 23680. Allen's away, and here's Melissa with your news update. Another Central Florida man annihilates his family. And Trump heads west. We've got those stories and more. Plus, we'll take it up a notch with Elsewhere and a check of traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 730 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Right now, and if you haven't connected with our lead local story here, brace yourselves. This is what you need to know. Melissa? Yes, bud. A U.S. Customs and Border Protection agent killed three family members, including two children in his home near Bithlow, before dying by suicide, according to Orange County Sheriff John Mina. Our preliminary investigation revealed uh, that uh, the adult male uh, shot his family members, the adult female and the two kids, and then shot himself. Mina called the tragic situation uh, in a normally quiet neighborhood confusing. The neighborhood's located off of Chuliota Road near East Colonial Drive. Our thoughts and prayers, our hearts go out to the family and friends of the deceased. Uh, just a, a, another tragedy in our community. And, um, you know, we wish this person would reach out uh, for help. The identities of those involved will be released later today, bud. And we'll bring a psychologist on the air in the 8 o'clock hour who has dealt with this kind of thing and uh, try to help us understand and make sense of it. In That'll be at 8.10. The news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Governor Ron DeSantis says problems at the Florida Coalition Against Domestic Violence started to build because there was no accountability. We were asking for information. They just gave us the back of their hand. I mean, they, they, they didn't want uh, to participate at all. And so obviously that's very troubling. So I think those investigations are going to go on. The governor ordered the inspector general to conduct an audit, and members of Congress said a federal probe should take place because the coalition received money from Washington. The coalition's been under the microscope since documents showed former CEO Tiffany Carr was paid more than $7 million over a three-year period. President Trump winds his campaign up, swinging through the West with a rally in Las Vegas tonight. Trump will speak on what's likely to be a packed house at the Las Vegas Convention Center noon today. People started lining up outside the convention center before noon yesterday. Last night, Trump spoke to uh, supporters at a rally, and after saying all this wonderful stuff, he said, Look, I've spoke to thousands in Phoenix Wednesday night. I'm not quitting yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Elsewhere, my friends. Elsewhere. 
An Ohio woman is facing new charges. She tried to escape jail through the ceiling. She didn't even make it like a minute before she started crashing to the floor, and cameras caught the whole thing. That gravity will get you every time. It sure does. <laughs> she, the inmate first stands on a chair in the waiting area to survey the ceiling. Then she drags a chair over. She climbs on it and slips out of sight. A few seconds later, she comes right back into sight as she drops through the ceiling with her legs dangling. <laughs> the officers pulled her down. The 42-year-old had only been behind bars a few days on charges of assault and robbery. You can see the video on on our Facebook page, WFLA Orlando. Crazy. <laughs> I honestly thought that was going to work. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. It's really funny watching her just right through the, oh, the ceiling. Yeah. Peter Frampton? Yeah. Okay. He's focusing on his memoir, calling it Do You Feel Like I Do. Frampton's winding down his live performing career. He says he's been suffering from a rare muscle disease that likely will rob him his ability to play the guitar. The book comes out in October, documenting his long career, friendships, and works with the likes of David Bowie to his drug abuse battles and to developing that signature talk box effect. The book deals with all that. He said, all I ever wanted to do was play guitar, and it's taken me many different places, both physically and mentally. I've been to the moon and back without a rocket. Ha ha. Yes. You recognize this? Maybe Kelly will. It's go, 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 go. Kelly, any idea? Yeah, you know what that is, right? Fortnite? No. no? Oh, he's not a Fortnite player. I do not. Now, I know Michael's uh, fiance is a gamer, right? So that's Fortnite. Yeah, she, yeah she's mm -hmm. not into Fortnite, though. Well, she should be. And if your high school <laughs> student is as well, they're not wasting their time playing video games. They might actually be practicing a new varsity sport. Epic Games and Play Versus announced this week that the hit video game Fortnite is becoming an official high school and college sport. Uh-huh. The Battle Royale game will have its own competitive series at both levels and will end with championships being handed out. Registration is already underway at the high school level. The collegiate level registration begins next week. I feel discriminated against. How come you never asked me about that, Like, you knew, Did you know it? No. Can you do the Fortnite dance for me? Didn't have a clue. <laughs> and you no? knew it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't even ask. For more on these stories, you can find them on the Good Morning Orlando page, WFLA Orlando. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector, I'm Melissa Fox. Tell you what, callers, I love you, and I'll make you a deal. If you can do what you want to do in about 30 seconds, I'll bring you both on, starting with Eddie in Davenport. We've been talking about Bloomberg, the Democrats, all of that. What's on your mind, Eddie? Hey, um, Davenport, uh, Spectrum News Channel 9, has been running ads with uh, Barack Obama endorsing um, no, he's not endorsing, but it makes it look like sure he's does. been endorsed by Obama. He has not been endorsed by Obama. A lot of people are being deceived by that. Um, then, then where do you get Obama's voice? Is that from a, a clip? Yes. Doing a sure. I mean, it, sure, sure. At one point, he he spoke favorably of Bloomberg, and they put it into a spot, and it makes it look like he's endorsed him. He mm -hmm. has not. Yeah, well, I think they're going to be Bernie Sanders. Are they, it, well, they're going to steal it from him, but, you know, he's going to win. And <laughs> we're going to make sure that communist slash socialist <laughs> doesn't be president of the United States. And let me ask you this. How would Trump do against Sanders in the fall? Uh, it'll be a 49-state landslide. 
Remember, uh, I mean, it would be Reagan, Reagan Mondale, Reagan that yeah. sort of thing. That's exactly right. Got it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Nick, you're in Tavares. Welcome in from beautiful and I imagine rather chilly Lake County this morning. Go ahead, Nick. How you doing, bud? Good, man. How are you? Doing well, thank you. All right. So this is it's, it's kind of exhilarating as a conservative to see the, the liberals just in disarray. The only thing that concerns me is it could create complacency on the conservative Republican side that when it comes day for the time to vote, people aren't going to show up because they think that President Trump has it in the bag. There's still a 40 percent chance that you could lose the race. Right. So I just hope that this disarray in the, uh, the liberal side doesn't create this false uh, sense of security on the uh, conservative side. I agree with you. We don't want to be complacent. Great reminder in a moment. Sound judgment. Kelly's going to take your calls and load you up on the line. If you haven't won the game in a month, you're eligible to play, and you are going to love this prize, an advanced screening for a movie everybody wants to see, especially you, your kids, and your grandkids. You're going to see it before anybody else. It is Onward, but the new Disney is play. this going to be a very difficult question? It's Friday. Can you make it simple for the simple people that are listening? Everybody's to get to been work? chewing on me that yesterday's game was too tough. Okay, we're throwing out the softballs right now. Get on the porch. You can catch them. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. Text line 866-916-5400. Nothing to fear. Don't wimp out. Play sound judgment. 407-916-5400. The game after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now. We Florida voters seem to be pretty happy with our governor. A new University of North Florida First Coast News poll finds Governor Ron DeSantis with a 65% approval rating, higher than that of any other politician voters were asked about. DeSantis' approval rating 18 points higher than that of President Trump, 16 points higher than Senator Marco Rubio's, 21 points higher than Senator Rick Scott's. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories. We do it for you all morning, every day, right here in Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. West for the morning update coming up in less than 10 minutes. Stay tuned for that. And now stay tuned for this. We're playing Sound Judgment. And here's the prize. A family four-pack of tickets for the advanced screening of Disney and Pixar's Onward, March 3rd at 7 p.m. Onward hits theaters nationwide March 6th. It's a, it's a show everybody's excited about here. Kids, grandkids, a great family entertainment. You're going to love it. If you're trying to get in and pounding the steering wheel in frustration, a wrong answer will open up a line for you to win at 407-916-5400. So everybody's been ripping the bud man for making yesterday's sound judgment game just too tough. So here's a cream puff for you. President Trump's on tour out west. Last night, he held another jam-packed Keep America Great rally. First hour or so of it was live on Fox, for goodness sakes, and they had the city and state right there for you to see. Listen to some sound from the rally, and then use your sound judgment to tell me in what city and state was last night's Trump rally held. And I don't know if anybody watched last night's debate. It got very big ratings. And you know what? Minnie Mike didn't do well last night. I was going to send him a note saying, it's not easy doing what I do, is it? Not easy. It's not easy, Mike. 
not easy for any of them. Now, Mike didn't do too well. He went way down. It's all right. Mini Mike. Okay, what city and state was last night's Trump rally? Line two, just for the sake of it, let's start with you. Go ahead, line two. Colorado Springs, Colorado. Bingo, game over. Oh, bud, that was too easy. Oh, now, see, everybody complains, doesn't matter what I do, but I bet you're not complaining. You've won the sound judgment game. Not bad, huh? Not bad. Who's going with you? Well, my wife and daughter and probably one of her friends. Sounds like a lot of fun. Have a great time on us for the advanced screening of Onward. A lot of folks would like to be in your shoes. I'd like to write you a note of congratulations and thanks. What's your first name in town, please? Kevin from Orlando. Kevin, great to have you with us on the 50,000-watt front porch. Congratulations and thanks for listening to Good Morning Orlando. Thank you, bud. Don't go away, buddy. You're going to put you on hold. Kelly's screening this morning. He'll take great care of you. We will make the arrangements. Just too easy now, right? <laughs> yeah, that was a little easy there, bud. What am I, Goldilocks? It's got to be not too hot, not too cold, just right? Yes, that's, that's <laughs> correct. I'll keep working on that over the weekend, <laughs> see if I can make you happy. This is a tough crowd I'm really playing are, with in huh? a tough room on the porch. Anyway, in a moment, rush with a morning update never to be missed right after our latest update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on a chilly, raw morning. What a change. It's all ahead in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Bud Hedinger, Melissa Fox in for Alan Spector, Mike Yaffe, and Kelly's our screener, and we are glad you're with us. One hour to go. Um, we have a one-word texting poll going. If you, Yaffe, will pose the question and give us the latest voting, we'd appreciate that. Well, of course I will. The poll is who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee Text that person's last name to 23680. That's who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee and eventually lose to Trump. Text that person's last name to 23680. And uh, right now, Bernie Sanders is in the lead with 24 votes. Uh, Mike Bloomberg second with uh, seven votes. We have Michelle Obama and Hillary Clinton, who are not even in the race right now, tied for third with six votes. Uh, Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg have two votes each and one lonely vote for Joe Biden. So, Jeez, how the mighty have fallen with Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe. By yeah. the way, this is something I talked about last night on my show, Beyond Reason Radio. Yes, Beyond Reason Radio is backed Yay. by popular demand. Absolutely. It's been demanded by members of the audience. It's really all yappy all the time. You can't do better than that. But if you, if you miss any of the live show, I'm going to be posting a lot more podcasts of the show. So I want you to subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just search Beyond Reason Radio and it's there for you. And free. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning to you here. And at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, time for our latest look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic for you on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. I'm Melissa Fox, in for Alan Spector. Our top stories this hour, four people are dead in an apparent murder-suicide in Fifflow, and Focahontas stands by her attacks. 
More in one minute. And in a moment, we'll talk live with Dr. Ken Vihek on this um, on this horrible story that's happened in Bithlow here. He is a noted psychologist in the area, and he is coming up on Good Morning Orlando. Yesterday afternoon, a horrible scene unfolded in Orange County. Sheriff John Mina explains how this investigation began. We were notified by Customs and Border Protection officers uh, when they hadn't heard uh, from uh, their employee. Uh, but in our own follow-up, uh, we found out that some of the family members had also uh, not been seen. Mina's called the tragic situation in what's normally a very quiet neighborhood confusing. The neighborhood is off Chulioda Road north, just east of, I'm sorry, just on East Colonial Drive north of Chulioda Road. Our thoughts and prayers, our hearts go out to the family and friends of the deceased. Uh, just a, a, another tragedy in our community. And, um, you know, we wish this person would reach out uh, for help. The identities of those involved will be released later today, bud. All of this comes on the heels of what happened in January in celebration, where a man is now charged with murdering his entire family. And uh, we'll try to understand this syndrome, familicide, they call it, the murder of a family um, by the head of the family, in a moment with Dr. Ken Vihek, noted psychologist who's dealt with this kind of thing in his professional career. The news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump is taking aim at Democrats when he was in Colorado at the rally in Colorado Springs. The president slammed what he called hoaxes and witch hunts designed to overturn the 2016 election. The radical left's attempt to poison our democracy and overturn the last election have totally failed. They have been a complete flop. He also claimed many Democrats are jumping ship. Millions of registered Democrats, voters, people that were with the Democrats for a long time, they're leaving their party to join our movement. Trump also contrasted his immigration policy with that of the Democrats. He slammed sanctuary policies in Colorado, saying the state should be a sanctuary for law-abiding Americans. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren is standing by her attacks on former New York Mayor Mike Bloomberg at the ninth Democratic debate. Or not. <laughs> Mayor Bloomberg thinks he can buy this election. He's dumped $400 million into it so far and skipped the democracy part of it, uh, shaking hands, meeting people. Speaking with reporters in Las Vegas, Warren said her jabs at Bloomberg were very deliberately aimed shots. Warren said Mayor Bloomberg thinks he can buy this election and she made sure America got a closer look at who he really is in the debate. She called him the riskiest candidate for Democrats because he would be most vulnerable during the general election. Warren added that it's important that America understand who that man is and why he cannot be a successful Democrat candidate for president. She carved him up in small pieces on the debate stage the other night, no doubt about it. WFLA News Time is 8.07. A mom shares heartbreaking video of a bullied nine-year-old son and a national celebrity comes to the rescue. We have that story at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Knowing that you're trying to make sense out of this um, 
family being murdered out in the Bithlow area, barely more than a month after the same thing happened down in Celebration. We're going to try to uh, learn what we can from practicing psychologist Dr. Ken Vihek. He will join us here in just a moment, Melissa. So um, let's head in that direction if we can. We sure will. That and traffic and weather in just two minutes. It's 8.08 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Headlining the story that has rocked us all, and we'll be talking about it with an expert here in just a moment. Uh, Orange County deputies say a man out in the Bithlow area has shot and killed his two sons, shot and killed his own wife, and then turned the gun on himself and taken his own life. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. That you can count on all morning right here on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Very special guest joining us right now live, Dr. Ken Vihek, who's a practicing psychologist, a former psychology professor at UCF, done a lot of trauma work at the VA, has an impressive resume, was even a radio host in a prior life, and happens to be Melissa's friend and doctor as well. This is Bud uh, Doc. uh, Melissa's alongside me. Thank you for coming on this morning. Um, what can you tell us? What are your thoughts this morning in the wake of this tragedy and uh, a similar one in celebration just more than a month ago? Well, first thing, uh, good morning, uh, Bud, Melissa. Thank you for having me on. Uh, these things, when they happen, um, are quite, quite shocking uh, because they are rare. Uh, first thing, let me put that out there. Uh, and, but they are getting more and more common over the last five years. Uh, back in 2015, maybe 5% of uh, all the murders that and, and, uh, were committed had murder-suicide attached to them. We're now up to, in 2019, we're up to 9%. So it's almost doubled uh, in the last five years. Wow. Uh, yeah. Is, is there a common thread done. of any kind here, uh, Dr. Ken, and that's what you go by? Um, that uh, that help us understand what drives a person to murder their own family. Yeah, the the common thread is that uh, this when they occur, uh, it's usually um, caused by some sort of delusion of um, unfaithfulness or that uh, the feeling of, of unwantedness uh, and also a desire to cause pain uh, in some way, shape, or form to the other person. Uh, and if it's uh, done by men, uh, which is 90% of the time, uh, they will kill not just the uh, children, but also the, the spouse or intimate partner. Um, and when women do this, which is even rarer, uh, they will tend to kill just the children and leave the spouse alive uh, in order to cause more pain uh, in that individual. Now, Dr. Ken, uh, Melissa here, we know that the Osceola County uh, tragedy in that one there was money and things and I and we believe that the, the man killed them because he didn't want them to have to deal with not having the finer things supposedly that's the the mentality yeah, this was the, the murder uh, in right. the home the down in celebration down. yeah correct and and this was done basically in in a, a warped sense of yes I want to you know save them the the you know the pain of going through not having money or having to live with uh, you know get barely scraping by or maybe even you know moving out of the home being moved into a shelter and he, and so there's an underlying mental condition here that would need to be explored 
because obviously that's not you know good a good way to think, and uh, they're off when this occurs. So uh, when you have someone like this that uh, has the compounded, you know, well I'm doing this for the good, I'm, I'm doing this for, and then they take everyone's life. Uh, you have to look deeper into the causes. Yeah, that money situation is just the, what you see on the top, and you really have to, you know, peel that onion and get down into really what was going on at the time. Uh, unfortunately, this is what has occurred. This is the only out that this person could fathom or reason. Here is here is know. here is I think what we're all wondering in the case of what happened in celebration and now this out near Bithlow and there are such similarities um it seems anyway we don't even have the names yet out in uh in in eastern orange county but are, are there signs did people miss signs or, or or is this are these crimes generally speaking they come out of the blue and nobody had any idea that this person was in that condition thinking that way no, there there are definite signs. Most of the time, it does come um, after a long period of you know signs that it, if you're not trained to pick them up, uh, you can easily miss them. But there are controlling relationships where you know you as a friend would stand up and say, you know, that person is just not right. Uh, there's something going on, but you can't identify it. Uh, and it does take a little bit of time. But then there are the cases, maybe 1% of the time, 2% of the time, that are they just happen. But some of these are very well planned out. If you remember years ago where the, you know, the guy put uh, his kids in the back of the car and drugged them with Benadryl so they'd be asleep and then pulled out onto I-4 in front of that trucker. Oh, gosh, I remember that. That's right. You know? Yeah, that truck and, driver was never the same after that. No, either. never the same. And and that's the other thing. You know, this affects more people than just the immediate family or the people that were there. Uh, that, that trucker, like you said, has never been right ever since he, he lost his license, he lost his livelihood. And, and again, now now we're talking about this and hopefully raising the awareness level out there. But when you see something like this, it's not all the cases are going to go this way, but. There's the possibility, uh, especially when you know, they see no other way out. Now, I saw on the television a lot of the uh, older son who was, whose life was taken. The older son's friends and, and teammates have showed up. And wh- How do they deal? How do you help them process this? Well, there's a lot of things that uh, are available out there. Uh, the grief counseling that goes on um, that... They have to be able to process any type of, of grief, uh, and a lot of times the counselors will jump in too quick. They're like in, in a school shooting or something like that, they put them on the next day uh, on campus, which is nice. But if you shortcut the grieving process, then you may create another issue down the line. But going into counseling, you know, having the services out there available, knowing that there are people out there that are willing to help and, and try to make sense of this, not that you will ever completely make sense of it because it's such an irrational act, but to let them know that, you know, okay, a lot of times they say, well, how could I have missed this? Well, you're not trained, number one, uh, and this is something no one can predict. Uh, so you have to get the people past that point of it on themselves. Because a lot of times they'll look and say, oh, I should have saw this. I should have saw this coming. It's survivor's uh, and, guilt, yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, survivor's guilt. 
And you, you have to be able to get them through that, saying, look, this is something that you know, was beyond your decision. This person made this decision to do this, and regardless of what you would have done or tried to intervene, eventually they would have gone and, and, and done this. Dr. Ken, thank you so much for helping us out and helping us to process this murder-suicide that happened. Bud, do you have anything else you want to add? I, I guess one final question. If anyone is out there thinking, you know what, I'm all of a sudden really worried about so-and-so in my circle of family or friends, um, what should they do? Well, go to uh, their local provider. If they have a primary care uh, physician or call one of the counseling services or uh, a suicide hotline, there are experts out there at the end of a phone that can help guide you into talking to you about your concerns. Doc, um, your name is Dr. Ken Vihek. You practice uh, psychology in the area. If folks felt they needed your services and you did not ask for this plug, but there are people out there who want to connect with somebody for whatever reason, how would they reach you, doctor? Uh, the best way is just to, to give me a shout at uh, 407-760-6269. And as you, you found out, uh, that's surgically attached to my hip. When it rings, I answer. <laughs> yeah, you answered Melissa at 3 o'clock this morning. I was astounded. You're remarkable, and we thank you. 407-760-6269. Dr. Ken Vihek, psychologist, thank you so much for coming on our program on this very, very difficult story. We do appreciate it so much. Well, you're quite welcome, and thank you very much for helping me get this information out there. It is very much needed. Thanks, God, Dr. Ken. God bless you and the great work that you do. In a moment, um, we continue with an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on the Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now, the Orlando Magic back in action for the first time since the All-Star break. They'll be hosting the Dallas Mavericks tonight at the Amway Center. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. I tell you, um, I know you joined me in feeling the heartache over this story and uh, and the grief over this story that it has happened again in just a bit over a month when a man has uh, murdered his entire family here in central Florida. And you wonder, you know, could somebody have pulled these guys back from the brink and nobody either did or would have been able to because no one knew? Um, we still have so much to learn about what happened out near the Bithlow area here as uh, as Central Florida grieves this latest inexplicable family murder. Yeah, it's just an awful story. Um, uh, the psychologist had good advice, though. If you know someone who you think, you know, might be a little off, might be in a really bad situation, maybe a good idea to contact someone. I've got to tell you, Dr. Ken Vihek's impressive. And uh, I guess you've known him for a long time. You've had oh, him on yeah. your Thursday night show. He's one of my other doctors that we have on. He uh, helps us out a lot with relationship things. And, of course, Connections is Relationship Radio with a Twist. Which so, is Thursday night at 9 right here. And we correct. recommend it to you on mm -hmm. WFLA, hosted by Melissa. You can also find uh, past podcasts on our iHeartRadio app. Just look for Connections Show. But Dr. Ken makes one point to me often. And that is men do not like to admit that they're having issues. 
mental health issues or otherwise, even though the because symptoms are Because we don't want to show weakness. We don't like to admit right. it to ourselves, much less anyone right. else and close to us. That is one of the biggest problems out of the gate. Depression, uh, a sense of you right. know suspicion, jealousy, these things, they can be dealt with if you just say, look, I, I'm not feeling right in the head whatever tell somebody don't keep it inside because this is it's just not healthy look what happens sometimes yeah twice in a bit more than a month mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's so Melissa, sad i have to tell you i've been in broadcasting for a long time just celebrated my 50th anniversary in television news and in radio talk here i've never had an experience like i had with you at three o'clock this morning when we both realized what the big story was this morning, mm-hmm. how do we book an expert at 3 o'clock in the morning? I said, wouldn't it be nice? And you said, well, I've got somebody. And I said, well, tell me about him. And then I says, well, good luck getting a hold of him. And literally, 10 seconds later, you had him on the phone. It was yeah. astounding. Yeah, well, I got a Rolodex, my friend. This is not my first radio rodeo. Yeah, well, I don't know who would answer the phone at 3 o'clock in the morning, but Dr. Ken V. Heck did. Well, he's my doctor. He probably thought I was off the rails and oh, needed help my goodness. or something. Well, of course you are, but that's a separate issue. But, but thank you. Thank welcome. you on behalf Thanks, of Dr. everyone Ken. on our staff and everyone who listens to Good Morning Orlando. You made it happen for the benefit of all of us. News time now. Well, our top story today, as you just said, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection agent that killed his three family members, including two children and himself, near Bithlow. That'll be the top story that we're looking at. We also have elsewhere and traffic and weather in two minutes. It's 829 on Good Morning Orlando. Melissa, we like to think everybody's with us. Three solid hours unbroken from six to nine. We know the reality is folks come and go. And for those folks just joining us, you have the big story we've been talking about. Yes, unfortunately, East Orange County, a U.S. Customs and Border Protection agent, killed three family members, including two children in his home near Bithlow before dying by suicide. Our preliminary investigation revealed uh, that uh, the adult male uh, shot his family members, the adult female and the two kids, and then shot himself. Orange County Sheriff John Mina explains how the investigation actually began. We were notified by Customs and Border Protection officers uh, when they hadn't heard uh, from uh, their employee. Uh, but in our own follow-up, uh, we found out that some of the family members had also uh, not been seen. Yes, since last Thursday, apparently. Mina called the situation tragic in what is normally a very quiet neighborhood just off of Chuliota Road and East Colonial Drive. Our thoughts and prayers, our hearts go out to the family and friends of the deceased. Uh, just a, a, another tragedy in our community. And, um, you know, we wish this person would reach out uh, for help. The identities of those involved will be released later today. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Orange County deputies say a woman was so desperate to escape a man who was attacking her inside the Zadik Millennial Apartments Thursday afternoon. A woman having jumped out of a window um, with an infant in her hands. Um, this woman appeared to be in uh, major duress. Um, she was seen uh, hiding under a uh, nearby truck. She's been treated for her injuries. The baby was not hurt. Police shut down the area for hours yesterday, but Terrence Givens managed to escape. Anyone who knows where he is should call the police. President Trump is not thrilled about Parasite winning the Best Picture at the Academy Awards. He was at a rally last night in Colorado Springs, and Trump mocked the South Korean film. And the winner is a movie from South Korea. What the hell was that all about? 
<laughs> we got enough problems with South Korea with trade. On top of it, they give him the best movie of the year. Was it good? I don't know. He questioned why there couldn't be more movies like the classics Gone with the Wind or Sunset Boulevard. The film studio that made Parasite didn't hesitate to rip Trump's criticism. They retweeted a clip of Trump's remarks with the caption, Understandable, he can't read. Close, oh, close captioning. On, well, who wants to do subtitles for two solid hours? <laughs> I think I'm with the president on this I one. I agree. Elsewhere... You know how we love a good Guinness World Book of Records uh, record title, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. South Carolina Resort has now made history with, you guessed it, no you didn't, plastic flamingos. Uh-huh. More than 3,700 of these plastic flamingos were placed on the resort lawn. It was part of the Pledge the Pink Breast Cancer Charity Run. There Wait a minute. Where is this again? Yeah, South Carolina. Wait, that's a Florida thing, pink flamingos. Yeah. Fripp Island I'm Golf. I'm throwing the flag. You I can't would. be doing this in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Fripp Island Golf and Beach Resort. They got the Guinness World Record for the longest line of garden flamingos. Again, <laughs> 3,700 all run out on the resort lawn. The fake pink birds were then moved to the race finish line so the participants in the race could see it. Organizers say each flamingo represents money raised for one mammogram. Yeah, well, I like the uh, cause. The cause okay. is great. You know, my wife's a breast cancer survivor. I, I'm all over the cause here. Yaffe, these are pink flamingos. That's not a Carolina thing. I'm just imagining someone putting in the call for that order. Yes, I would like to order 3,700 of your pink flamingos, please. I'll get right on that. Yeah, and you know, I mean, this is how you get in the Guinness Book of World Records these days. You know, it isn't like you have to run the 100-yard dash in no. eight seconds. You All you have to do is think of something no one else ever thought about. Right. Do it, so it's a and new you're record. in. Yeah, there That's you go. it. <laughs> That's what it's come to. It is, yes. Celebrities are rallying around a little boy with dwarfism, bud. He's been the victim of bullying. The mother of nine-year-old Caden Bayless posted a video on Facebook this past week after she picked him up from school and he was crying and, and threatening suicide because he'd been bullied. Oh and I want people to know, parents, educators, teachers, this is the effect that Give bullying has. This is what bullying does. Hollywood A-listers like Hugh Jackman, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and many more posted videos on social media in support of Young Bayless. Comedian Brad Williams, who is also a dwarf, launched a GoFundMe page to send the boy and his mom to Disneyland. They had a goal of $10,000. They've already reached $70,000. And Caden is now trending on Twitter as well. A lot of folks with big hearts. Good story. Yes, and finally, forget running into Costco without a membership for a pizza or a hot dog. Forget it. They're not doing it anymore. I, I know. didn't know you could even do it. Yeah, you could. And you, you can still use the pharmacy without being a member. But as of March 16th, the crackdown begins. No more food court without a membership. Wow. Yes. Find these stories and more on the Good Morning Orlando page, WFLA.com. And you can find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector, I'm Melissa Fox. Yes, you are. Doing a whale of a job, Melissa, in Alan's absence. He'll be back early next week. Yaffe, we turn to the most politically astute audience in talk radio 
and we have a one-word texting poll for him. Yes, we do. Here's the question once again. Who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee? Text that person's last name to 23680. Who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee? Text that person's last name to 23680. We provide this as a as a public service to the Democrat Party because they can't answer that question, right, Mike? <laughs> they have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I'm just a little worried on who... Uh, the majority of our audience is picking. Well, we'll have the final vote, but you want to be tallied up? You gotta, you gotta give us a text line right now. Hit two three six eight zero with the last name of that person you think ultimately, when it all shakes out, runs against Trump in the fall as the Democrat nominee. You may say, "I don't care," but it's it's going to be somebody. So name that person. Who do you think it's ultimately going to be? We're, we're trying to help the Democrats right now because they obviously cannot help themselves. The Roger Stone sentencing. That's where we began at 6. We've got a summation of all that's been going on here and where this story is going as we bring in our news radio WFLA Orlando national correspondent Bill Zimfer. He's always great. He'll be on the 50,000-watt front porch live in a moment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines for you right now. A truck driver may be cited for a crash that killed a motorcyclist in Polk County. It happened yesterday afternoon in Davenport at Highway 1792 and Sunny Acres Road. Deputies say the collision happened after the truck driver turned into the path of the biker. The motorcyclist was not wearing a helmet and was thrown off the bike. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. The promise every day right here for you on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us on the 50,000-watt front porch. Um, It's been a very, very busy morning and a lot of uh, uh, heavy-duty news to talk about, not only on the local but the national scene here. And we began with a sentencing of Trump's longtime advisor, um, Roger Stone, 40 months in prison. You remember the original sentence recommended by the prosecutors out of the Justice Department and slapped down by Attorney General Bill Barr is too extreme was seven to nine years. Um, let's talk about that in a moment. Hopefully we'll bring in our expert on this live, Bill Zimfer. But here is President Trump reacting to this sentence of Roger Stone and saying he has no plans to immediately pardon Stone. I want to see it play out to its fullest because Roger has a very good chance of exoneration, in my opinion. Now, what about a pardon, Mr. President, for Roger in the future? I'm going to watch the process. I'm going to watch it very closely. And at some point, I'll make a determination. I think he thinks ultimately that uh, Roger Stone's going to get a, a new trial, and I think he should. I mean, it's clear that the foreperson of the prior jury had, you know, a long string of, of uh, written evidence on social media of bias against Stone and against President Trump and a couple of members of the jury as well. I think that the judge is going to have to order a new trial on this. Uh, I think ultimately Roger Stone, to be honest with you, was convicted of seven different felonies lying to Congress. He's got to wind up being sentenced to some prison time uh, in a new trial that I expect. And I think then President Trump may well decide to pardon him. And Trump's argument is, you know, I mean, the, the, the whole system is, is uh, just stinks to high heaven 
when you can sentence a guy like Stone to prison and um, his no prior criminal record, a lot of shady dealings. I've never been a Roger Stone fan. If you've listened to the show, you know I think he's a swarmy character. You know, but you got guys like McCabe and you got guys like Comey who've lied before, you know, and lied at, at, at to Congress. And, and he's saying they're just walking around and nobody's doing anything about it. So he'll make the point, I think, with a pardon of Stone, I believe, coming up downstream. I don't think we're going to make the connection with our top correspondent, Bill Zimfer, are we, Mike? No, yeah, like I haven't it. heard from him yet, no. Yeah, I think we're going to have to let that one go. Um, I came closest among uh, Melissa and Yaffe and me to predicting the sentence here. I think I said two years. It's three years, four months. Um, but I'm not, I'm not trying to brag about this at all. I, I, I just think that uh, I don't care for Roger Stone, but I don't care for what's happening with President Trump, and I hate the idea that we had such a tainted jury, and I'm glad that has been revealed. So what about the sentencing of Roger Stone? Do you think the judge got it right? Too much, too little prison time? He's not going now. It's all pending uh, whether or not she announces a second trial for Roger Stone. Ultimately, do you favor a pardon for Stone based on what you know, or would you rather that the president passed that up? I had a huge problem with Blagojevich being pardoned by the president or his sentence commuted the other day, the very symbol of the swamp and corruption here. I'm no big fan of Roger Stone. Um, I think he should serve a light prison sentence, and that should be it. And I don't think he should be pardoned, but I think he will be ultimately and never show up behind bars. What's your take on the Roger Stone story? A lot of you followed this closely and have strong feelings about it. We know that. Now is your chance to weigh in on the phone. We give priority at 407-916-5400. We welcome our texters with open arms. First name in town. Welcome to 3680. Final look at headlines. Here's a story that the Trump haters will be running with hard and heavy. There may be... Um, Evidence that Russia is already making moves to interfere in the 2020 U.S. election. According to the New York Times, the Intel community's top election security official warned lawmakers in Congress about the matter in a briefing last week. In a separate meeting also last week, it is reported that President Trump took issue with outgoing acting director of national intelligence Joseph McGuire for allowing the information about Russian meddling efforts to be included in the briefing. His problem, the president reportedly, according to the New York Times, was... Hey, listen, I think the Democrats will try and use this against me. It was announced this week, of course, that McGuire uh, would be replaced by the U.S. ambassador to Germany as the head of DNI, and, uh, and he has no experience at all in intel. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. So yesterday we predicted the sentence for Roger Stone, longtime friend and confidant of the president, um, 40 months, three years, four months. What did you say, Fox? I said five years. So. Five years. You yeah. really want to put the hammer down. Yeah. But it's not seven to nine, which was originally what um, the prosecutors wanted and the new prosecutors wanted. Uh, Yaffe, what did you say? Uh, eight months. Okay. So well, I was off. Yeah, well, I'm not bragging too much because I said two years. It wasn't all you that close. You won by two months. I know. Yeah, a win's a win. I'll <laughs> a win, take it. I'll take it. You know, I'll take it. You never know when the next one is coming. You know, it could be a while for the Bud Man. But anyway, having said that, how do you feel about this and how's it going to play out with Roger Stone ultimately? You know, if if they don't do a retrial, I think Trump will pardon him. I think he'll have no choice. I, I, I am a little confused why Trump is so obsessed with this one 
I mean, he really has been passionate about Roger Stone. Why? Why Roger Stone? <laughs> what is it about their relationship? You don't think Roger's got something on him, do you? I'm just no, saying. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so don't. either. But uh, I just, I just kind of funny of all the people to be, you know. So I think, he, about I think he, Stone. I think he is. He, in this case, he's passionate about maybe because he really just likes Roger. I really felt he was very sincere about that yesterday. You know, you sure. I thought, yeah. but but more than that, more than that, Melissa. I I think I think it's because he wants to make the point. Comey, McCabe, Strzok, Page, they're all walking around. That's what I was getting ready to say. Right. Yeah, and Hillary. Where's the justice there and Hillary as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was saying. With the whole uh, computer and wiping and all that, you know, it probably is. does seem a little unfair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, some people on the text line agree with that. One person says, oh, yeah, pardon him. Another person says, uh, pardon Stone or sentence one year or less. Got one that just came in, said the jury foreman lied for a woman and committed a crime by lying on her jury questions. Additionally, Stone was a victim of a selective prosecution and was initially charged with process crimes until he foolishly intimidated, intimidated a witness by yeah. a corrupt DOJ. Yeah. Oh, and Ken from Avalon Park weighs into the text line, throw the book at Stone as long as they do the same to the swamp, especially the FBI liars. And in an unrelated text, the Bud Man's right. Great job, Melissa. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Particularly setting up the interview with um, Dr. Ken Vihek. Yeah, on, on on the the family murder here, the second one we've seen in more than a month here in the Orlando area at the top of the eight o'clock hour. Um, Yaffe, you were on last night with Beyond Reason, I and was. folks didn't catch it; they can still catch it. You can always catch the podcast of Beyond Reason Radio on the iHeartRadio app. I want you to subscribe to the podcast. It's going to be a lot more episodes coming up in the near future. Yeah, it's great. It's all Yaffe all the time, and he has a (laughs) lot to say. Uh, Kelly, before we go, thanks for screening the last couple of days. Of course. Alan's out. We move Melissa over to the news chair here. Please pose one final time that one-word texting poll. Okay, who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee? Uh, text that person's last name to 23680, who will be the Democrats' presidential nominee. And Yaffe, what do we got? Uh, right now, Bernie Sanders is the winner with 29. Bloomberg was second. Um, he had 14. Michelle and Hillary had 12. Joe Biden had three. Warren had two. Pete had four. And Amy Klobuchar had one. And the Democrats don't have a clue. We thought we'd try to help them out here, you know, with the smartest audience in talk radio weighing in. Thank you, one and all. Thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay warm today. It won't be easy for Melissa, for Mike, and for Kelly, the Bud Man. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.